Jones resets to the shotgun, gets the snap, hands it to Elliott, he goes sweeping to the left side, gets to the 20, loose to the 30, to the 40, down the left side, to the 50, goes Elliott, he's going to take it to the house, 30, 20, 10, touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott, 85 yards. You are listening to the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Ohio State defeats Nebraska 52-17. to So a lot of interesting things to take away from the game. So my, my impressions of the game is Justin Fields is really good. We don't have a Balkel running back. The offensive line just played okay. We have the best one-two receiving punch in the country. The defensive line struggled a bit, but showed flashes at times. The run defense looks to maybe be a problem. Linebackers did not play well in the first half, but Ohio State wins 52-17, to and all around, there are a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, things to work on. Ryan Day at the end of the game said now they actually have something on film to work off of, so that's a positive. And starting with the offense, I would give them a B-plus grade. I would have given them an A had the running game been more existent and the offensive line played up to their standards. Pass protection was really well. Passing game was damn near perfect. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson is going to be a hard combination to stop. I'm surprised Jamison Williams was not more involved with the offense, but... Overall, they still almost put up 500 yards of offense, 498 total yards, 276 through the air, and 222 rushing yards, 8 of 13 on third down. So those are pretty good numbers, and I think that's why how talented this team is, is they weren't their sharpest, but were still able to pull out a 35-point win against, uh, in my opinion, looks to be a much-improved Nebraska team. It's been a while since I've seen them play that hard. They came out swinging. They played well. They had some fight in them. So give Nebraska credit, too. I think they're going to have a better season this year and start to get it turned around. It looks like the running backs this year, it's going to be running back by committee and potentially whoever that hot hand is. Master T is pretty much just a one-cut downhill runner. There's nothing really too special to his game. He's tough, he's strong, and physical. And he ended up having 41 yards on 12 carries. That's 3.5 yards per carry with two touchdowns. Trey Sermon, he had 11 carries on 55 yards. You know, he too was just... Okay, Steel Chambers had four carries for 32 yards, average eight yards a carry. I liked what I saw from him. He had some flash. Xavier Johnson, the walk-on sophomore, he had four carries for 17 yards and almost slipped one for a touchdown. I really liked what I saw from him. And Justin Fields was your leading rusher with 15 carries, which I don't really like to see, for 54 yards and a touchdown. And Jack Miller, the true freshman, I was surprised that he was the first one going in. I thought it would be CJ, CJ Stroud. He had two carries for 23 yards in a touchdown. So as of now, we don't have a bell cow. We don't have that Carlos Hyde, Zeke, or J.K. Dobbins this year. At least not yet. I don't really see anything. Maybe Trey Sermon, I think, the more talented guy that could maybe turn into one of those bell cow running backs that we can rely upon later in the year and get, you know, 15 to 20 touches or something like that. But right now, I think it's running back by committee. And... The offensive line, they need to get a bigger push. They have to play better. They have to help the running backs out. So definitely need to see more from the offensive line. And your two leading receivers, too. You, I mean, your three players of the game were Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Justin Fields. It's pretty hard to argue that. They were the three most impactful players. Garrett Wilson had seven 
catches for 129 yards, 18 and a half average for one touchdown. Olave had six catches for 104 yards, 17 yards per catch. So I talked about that on the wide receivers episode, about how those guys had high average per catch last season. And you see that again. Those guys are just playmakers. Without a doubt, I think that is the best one-two receiving punch in the the country, especially after Jalen Waddle went down and he will be out for the year. Alabama's top guy and one of the other top receivers in the country. But overall, like I said, I give them give them a B plus grade. Room for improvement, but still, I think it was a, was a given the situation, this unique of a season. Not really having a normal offseason. Putting up almost 500 yards of offense. I'll take it. Now, the defense, I might be a little bit more critical than other people. I gave them a C-plus grade. Uh, The defensive line really was non-existent. The linebackers in the first half just did not play well. They looked confused. The defensive ends and the Sam linebacker, whoever was playing that position, they were struggling mightily with the option run. It looked like they weren't playing the quarterback well. They were getting faked pretty easily, and Nebraska was having success running that option read, that zone option read. Gave up some gash plays. I mean, they saw some flashes. Haskell Garrett played really well at the end of the first half. He had some impactful plays. Good for him. Didn't know if he was going to play because he was shot in the face in August. That was nice to see that out of him. And Dallas Gant, one of the young linebackers I had talked about, he had a real heads-up awareness, force fumble play. Stuck his arm out there, punched the ball out. So there's one of those younger linebackers I've talked about that I was excited to see. And really the linebackers, I think, they played better in the second half. And the defense better got it turned around in the second half and only allowed three points. But there are some definite concerns on the defense. And I I wanted to see some more out of Tyreek Smith and really out of all those edge rushing roles. Baron Browning really looked non-existent. There is no Chase Young or Bosa's on this defensive line this year. Like I said, they showed flashes, but overall, a lot of room. There's a lot of room for improvement. And Coach Kerry Combs, being a first-time defensive coordinator, you know, there might just have to be some growing pains on this defense. But really, this offense is so explosive and quick strike capability that we don't have to have a world beater at defense like we did last year. That was just a bonus. That was just a luxury that you had that defense to go with a high power offense and so this year obviously they can't be like the defense a few years ago when Greg Shiano was here and, and giving up gash plays but they can afford to be a little bit of bend don't break I thought the cornerbacks looked pretty well uh, safeties I still find interesting Josh Proctor he's a kamikaze missile flying around he just looks for the big hit and I can see what I've heard out of him in practice a little bit of consistency and goes too much for that big blow up play than making the sure tackle, but he had some nice plays. Marcus Hooker was flying around all over the field. So like I had talked in last episode, I think you might see those guys rotating quite a bit because there is no number one there, so I think they're just going to rotate given the situation. Marcus Hooker is more of that center field type safety who can, can fly around and be more responsible in the passing game, and Josh Proctor is that line of scrimmage in the box type safety. But overall, I mean, it was still a fairly decent performance. Nebraska had 377 total yards of offense. They only had 160 yards passing. They had 217 running. That's the issue, rushing the ball. Ohio State's rush defense did not look well, whether it be the linebackers or the defensive line. That's going to have to get fixed. I do think that's somewhat of a concern, especially going into next week at Penn State, and now they're pissed off that they lost. They don't want to go 0-2, so definitely have to get the run defense 
fixed. Can definitely see there's some talented guys on here. Just might have to go through some growing pains. And that's kind of why I gave him a C plus. Much room for improvement. But overall, still only allowed a 17 points. Had two turnovers. And seemed to make the right adjustments at halftime. And they were definitely more buttoned up and looked to be more on the same page in the second half. And you can always email the show, the Splits at gmail.com. And next episode, I didn't get to it today, but I really want to tackle this targeting thing. It's really pissed me off this handful of years, and it might not be what you expect. But that's what next episode is going to be about. And what are my thoughts and opinions on that? But overall, it was a great week. Buckeyes got the win. Thank you for listening. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, fuck the Wolverines. I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, fuck the Wolverines.